0: Warning, this podcast is solely based on smut books. The definition of smut is a story that includes one or more sexually explicit scenes. This is a warning for all listeners to proceed with caution. There will be explicit content, sex talk, and triggering subjects. We will provide a trigger warning before each episode. This podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Smut sluts. We're your hosts. I'm Tisha, and I'm Corey, and welcome back to our podcast. Okay, so I want to start off by saying fuck you for making me read this book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this one was a hard one. Yeah, I. Sorry. Something about me is I've gotten really good over the years, learning how to suppress my emotions. (laughs) I will not watch TV shows that make me cry. I will not watch movies that make me cry. I will not read books that make me cry. I'll not put myself in any situation that will make me cry. And then this bitch makes me read this book, and I bawled like a baby. You
1: know what? I. I think that's like my downfall. Is I love the shit that makes me miserable. <laughs> well, you're a bitch. <laughs> Colleen Hoover is like the updated nicholas sparks not saying he's outdated but you know what i mean he's yeah. she's more like that type of style of book and coming from verity to this is completely a 180 of how she writes yeah and this is only the second book by colleen hoover the only one i ever
0: referenced was verity so it's way different than this does it make you want to read more no no no
1: because i don't like crying no, she's gonna be done <laughs> after this guys no
0: because i'm gonna read the next one oh yeah so Two. That's it. You're going to read two Colleen Hoover books and you're done. Oh, three. Verity, it starts with us and it ends with us. So today we're covering It Starts With Us by Colleen Hoover.
1: Oh. Oh. I don't think my heart is ready for this, nor is my... You got a tissue ready. <laughs> oh, I brought the <laughs> tissues out because I'm going to cry. This one's going to be a hard one for me to talk about, and I'll obviously get into it as we tell what the story's going on. Yeah. Alrighty. So with this book, we're going to be changing how we talk about it. We feel like we've gone into too much detail, and we just want to do a summary and fucking talk about the book because that's what what's funny to us is when we can banter about the books and talk <laughs> shit. So. so it's a contemporary romance. And the trigger warnings for this book, there is none labeled within the book, but there's domestic violence, suicide, and a kid does, it talks about a kid getting shot with a gun. Mm -hmm. So, and there is obviously death within that. So just be forewarned.
0: And it's not just like a short touch on domestic violence. Like the whole book is surrounded by domestic
1: violence. This book is written based off of Colleen Hoover's experience with her parents And obviously, we're going to get way detailed with this in our discussion with it, but it's to show you how it can be romanticized in a way which is hard. And it also shows people like the real reason why people never leave the Mm -hmm. relationships. So, after we do the synopsis, we'll get into all of it. Okay, one thing we want to touch
0: on is the main characters. We kind of want to start describing them in the beginning of the episode, so you guys aren't like, what the fuck are they talking about? Unless you've read the book. Unless you've read the book. So, the main characters in this book
1: is going to be Lily, Ryle, and Atlas. And then, the side characters, I can't think of what they're, there's another word for it. I told you, it's medium characters. Yeah. They're medium. fire in this bitch <laughs> there's elisa did i no, say it elisa elisa that's how the freaking audiobook was saying it was elisa, elisa. really yeah i know. read elisa the whole time i did too and then i listened to that and i was like huh but, but the- colleen hoover had to have had a
0: like voice in the audiobook don't you think I don't know. oh i have no fucking
1: clue elisa elisa i'm gonna say elisa okay i'm gonna go that's how that. i read it <laughs> i read it the same way until the audiobook and i've been reading listening to it this week, and I'm just like, huh. It's funny when you go through the book and you're like, that's how I would say it, but it's not. Yeah, Co- like Carlisle, Carlisle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. No. Um, anyways, there's Alyssa Marshall and then Lily's mom. I don't think they've ever really named her name. I don't know her name. And there's a few other ones, but those are like the main ones in this. Okay, so we got Lily, Ryle, Atlas, Alyssa Marshall, Lily's mom. Okay. <laughs> 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 we just have all the names but lily's mom, <laughs> lily's like, mom. The mrs lily
0: <laughs> mrs lily bloom <laughs> oh bloom that is her name lily <laughs>
1: bud nope that would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I hope her birthday's she's, got she's got a butt up in that shit she's gonna be smoking <laughs> all day oh fuck lily blossom bloom what the fuck you would get tormented as a child Tormented. Like, and then the fact that she loves flowers right. and gardening and doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let me jump into the synopsis.
0: Why does it say dedication wear? <laughs>
1: that's how i did it to keep it going but then i just didn't do the dedication of the book <laughs> i liked how she wrote the dedication because it was to her mom for allowing her to write this story oh, okay. and to i believe to the victims of domestic violence but i don't remember what we didn't get the number what number Oh, you can pull it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, she does that. I'm going to start doing this. We're shit shows today. No, spicy disasters. <laughs> we're classy disasters. So we're going to start off with the synopsis. So this book follows Lily's story. Um, it starts off telling how she meets Ryle. Um, they meet on top of the apartment building where he lives and his sister Alyssa and her husband Marshall. We find that out later into the book, but. They meet on the rooftop. Lily had just given her father's eulogy. And he died, I believe, of pancreatic cancer or some sort of cancer. Some sort of cancer. I can't remember. And she's sitting there thinking about suicide and, like, how people just do it and what are their thoughts with it. That sort of thing. They start bantering and Ryle tells her that he is a one-night stand kind of guy. He's... I think he tells her at this point that he's a neurosurgeon and his arms are massive. Yes, that she's is obsessed with his arms. And hit him in scrubs. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest thing with Lily is to know that. And I'm sorry, but I had stare. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. But oh. I don't like Ryle, so we're gonna yeah. go into that. So they kind of have this one interaction and then they don't see each other for a while. Lily <laughs> wants to open her own flower shop, which she ends up doing. And she meets Alyssa, this girl who is absolutely hilarious. She comes in and wants to be an employee. They become best friends through it all, Mm -hmm. I would say. They are the dynamic duo that they need for this. Um, As she's going through this, um, Lily had grabbed books from her parents' house where she um, found her journals from being a kid. And this is where we kind of get into her backstory of, like, Atlas and how her dynamic was growing up. Yeah. We learn at this point that Lily's father was abusive. I don't remember him being an... Was he an alcoholic? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember. Obviously, I should remember because of this well,
0: book. Well, you know what? I'm thinking of the, igno- or the acknowledgements now because I yeah. know her dad was an alcoholic. I yeah. don't know if Lily's dad was. I think he did drink because most of the fights mm-hmm. would come home when he would stay out late mm-hmm. like to stop at the bar on his way home. So we're going to say he's like
1: a mild Medium. alcoholic. He's more of your nighttime binge drinking alcoholic rather than your like, full-blown functioning alcoholic. Because yeah. there's different types of it. Um, so they go through it and she we start getting the details of Atlas is homeless. Um, we find out that his mom had him, everything. His dad left
0: yeah he didn't know his dad growing up okay and out no <laughs> so then his stepdad came into his mom's life and mm-hmm. um, they always butted heads and when he turned mm-hmm. 18 they got in a really bad fight and his stepdad kicked him out yeah. and so he went to live with a friend and then the friend's dad got yes. transferred to Tokyo? Colorado oh. <laughs> It's in the notes. We're shit shows. This is bad. He got transferred to some other state or country. Who knows? Um, And so Atlas didn't have a place to stay. So he went back home to see if he could um, stay with them. And they were like, no, you're not welcome here. Mm -hmm. So then he found an abandoned house, which happened to be the house that was right behind Lily's house. Right. And so one day she notices the lights on. And she's like, what the fuck is going on over there? Nobody's lived there for, like, two years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then in the morning, she sees him come out and go to the bus stop. And he's stinky. He looks dirty. He's grungy.
1: Mm -hmm. But she feels bad for him because she's like, what the fuck is happening? Right. And I think, too, like, it was really sad reading his parts because people are so quick to judge on the appearance of somebody. And, like, the girl, Katie, on the bus was Mm -hmm. making comments, (laughs) blatantly where he could hear it mm-hmm. and it's just like shut the fuck up yeah she was a cunt yeah. <laughs> and there's that word oh boy <laughs> see you day do
0: you remember when i had to explain to you what "see you next tuesday was yeah
1: i've never heard it it's i mean, mean a day to remember song. <laughs> i don't know i guess i didn't pay attention <clears throat> i think that's one thing bria knew and i didn't know to be honest, what? because, right? She knew something I didn't. She had to I know help something me. something you don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it, probably what you did, oh. huh?
1: <laughs> Yep. Okay, so Lily starts
0: noticing that he's going there. By himself, there's obviously no power in the house, and so she's feels bad, and mm-hmm. she kind of starts connecting with him. She brings him food, and mm-hmm. they start talking. They form kind of a friendship. She lets him use his shower when her parents aren't home because she knows that if yeah. they're home, she's going to get in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. They start bonding over the Ellen DeGeneres show, and she is writing these journals did you already say that the ellen no. journals no you so she starts writing journals about like her parents situation about atlas mm-hmm. and she calls them the ellen journal so instead of like dear diary she says dear ellen yeah because she I was obsessed that. with it i do I too i
1: love that she says dear ellen i think that's a good form of like therapy for mm-hmm. a lot of people is to go on that and, yeah. like, the, it's just so funny. I'm like, Ellen DeGeneres, out of all people, that's who you right? choose. But she's a good cute. person, though. Like, yeah, but it was just she just really
0: these journals helped her mentally right. through the shitty home life that she had. Right. And so basically she's reading these journals and it states all of this stuff that's happening with Alice and how they really form a really good friendship and feelings start getting involved. Mm-hmm. And she... Loves him.
1: They're other, each other's first love. Two or three years older than her? She's she was 15 and he was 18. Yeah, I think there's three years in between them because he asked before anything went further when she turned 16, I think, to help himself feel a little yeah. bit better, too. And I'm assuming Maine is one of those
0: um, states that have, like, the 16-year-old Probably. age
1: limit, I would hope, calling. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea about that because I'm way past that age, so I know. it doesn't <laughs> affect me now. I'm like, oh, cool. You want to go? You're 35? So let's go. Not really. I'm just teasing. Not half... All the 35-year-olds are going to be in your DMs now. No. I'll make my shit private as fuck. Just kidding. Um, So we go into it, and this is where we start to learn her parents' side of things and, Mm -hmm. like, what happens. And there were, you know, the screaming matches, dad slapping mom. One time Atlas was there, and her um, mom was parked in the garage. Mm -hmm. And it was snowing. And her mom was trying to come inside with the groceries. Yeah. And her dad had pulled up and was honking the horn. And I was so fucking pissed. I'm like, dude, just sit in your car for two seconds. Like, be a man and, like, be respectful. She's providing for the house. Be a man and let her park in the fucking garage. Right.
0: (laughs) But he wouldn't let her. But then he got mad and beat the shit out of her. And Lily tried to stop him. And he flung her off of him. And she ended up hitting her head.
1: Can I tell you, this book was really hard. Mm -hmm. Like... If you've never dealt with domestic violence, it's not going to be one of, it's not going to be as hard, but dealing with it in your household and then reading this is very triggering. The first time I read this was like, you remember how bad I was after Mm -hmm. I read it. I was like distraught. Yeah. So, hey, hey, we'll get into (laughs) that. So, Atlas kind of starts picking
0: up on like Mm -hmm. what is going on in the house. And one thing Lily always does, she also growing up was very pissed off at her mom that she just didn't get her out of that situation. There's a lot of resentment there, Mm -hmm. for sure. She thought that she was week and that she Mm -hmm. um just didn't like care about her essentially um but every time her dad would go off beating her mom if Lily walked into the room he would stop right he would walk away so she was kind of like her mom's saving grace in that Mm -hmm. aspect because she would anytime she was there he would leave her alone and one night um Atlas and Lily are in her room and They're just talking. It's late at night. It's a Friday. Her parents were out at like a charity event and they heard them come home. And before they even walked in the door, they could hear them screaming at each other. Mm -hmm. So Lily's like, I got to go downstairs. And he's like, no, you are not going downstairs. And she's like, I have to go downstairs. And he's like, Lily no and she's like he will stop if I go downstairs and so Atlas lets her go and as she walks down the stairs she has never seen her father beat her mother like this right. choking her punching her trying to rape her no oh, we didn't do a rape as a
1: oh there's a turning <laughs> guys rape <laughs> it doesn't there I don't there's want to downplay. Scene. yeah I'm like not to downplay it because but it does touch on it yeah there it's obviously part of the assault that's happening mm-hmm. so so yeah. he didn't hear Lily or see Lily and she is
0: pissed Like, Mm -hmm. pissed beyond belief. So, she goes into the kitchen to grab a knife. Yeah. And as she's charging towards her dad, Atlas scoops her up, and her mom hears them. Mm -hmm. And so, she looks over, sees her and Atlas. Her dad didn't hear anything, luckily. Thank God. Yeah. So Could you imagine if you would have seen Atlas? No. Oh, my God. So, they rush up to her room, and... um, He puts her down and she is fighting him tooth and nail to get out there and save Mm -hmm. her mom. But he won't let her go. He's like, nope, 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 nope. And all of a sudden the door starts opening and her mom walks in. Yeah. And she sees Alec... Atlas and acknowledges him, but she doesn't get mad. Right. She's like, he stopped as soon as he heard your door shut because he knew that you were awake. Right. And she starts breaking down crying and Lily's just holding her while she's crying. And she looks over and Atlas is gone because he yeah. wanted to call the cops. But she was like, no, he's just going to mm-hmm. go to bed. It'll make it worse. It'll ruin his career. Mm-hmm. And so Atlas just leaves and let them lets them have their moment.
1: Yeah. So then kind of after that, it tells how Atlas does leave for Boston and then he ends up in the Marines and so he's out of the picture at this point mm-hmm. so Lily and Ryle end up back in each other's life after their meeting on the rooftop come to find out Ryle is brother and sister with Alyssa. Mm -hmm. We're going to just go with that. (laughs) Alyssa. Um, So they they kind of form this close-knit bond and Ryle fights tooth and nail to get her to sleep with him. Mm -hmm. And Lily's like, no, because she wants marriage and kids where he just wants the one night stand. Being a neurosurgeon, he feels like his career's got to be number one, Mm -hmm. you know? And he feels like if he fucks her once, it'll be out of his system, basically. He's an egotistical (laughs) son of a bitch is what he is. I fucking can't. So (laughs) they start and he kind of caves because he can't Stop thinking about her. He's infatuated with her. And so they fuck for the first time. And by the way, Colleen Hoover is not spicy. No. You see it on Book Talk, it is not spicy. Mm-mm. It is like, he put his penis in me and that's it. Yeah. And it's, it's like not spicy. <laughs> if you
0: want spicy, hit us up. Right. But this is not a spicy book. No.
1: So Ryle becomes the love of her life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He is charming. He's charismatic. He's caring. He driven. Yeah. And smart. And he, he's the perfect package. Any woman who met this man would be in love with him. Mm-hmm. Like for reals. Like the beginning of this book to like 50% of this book, you literally,
0: really fall in love with Ryle. Mm-hmm. Like, you love him. I kept right. texting her, what the fuck? Like,
1: I love Ryle. Yeah. I thought he was supposed to be a bad guy. I am in love with him. Right. <laughs> so then things start to turn. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees this magnet on their no, fridge. that's not the first time. What's the first time? It's when, um, the Why oven. Why have I drawing?
0: That is, the... oh, that's not the magnet. That's just, yeah. This... yeah, okay. Yeah. so she's cooking him a casserole. He gets <laughs> home and he, like, teases her a little bit and she's like, oh, fuck you. And he's like, I have to shower and she's like are you kidding me yes and, and his big surgery on monday yeah, so okay. he has a big surgery okay. too basically it's like the conjoined twins he's gonna yes. split them apart whatever this medical <laughs> term is that for that really, like, morbid <laughs> um and so she's like well i have dinner in the oven like you go shower and when he gets out of the shower she jumps in the shower they get out oh we forgot to mention the restaurant when she sees atlas for the first time we are shit show. It's fine. We're doing it in a new format, and I promise we're going to get better.
1: <laughs> so I feel like we're back at dinner. episode one right now. Can we, like... We're just going <laughs> to... I take it back. Okay, so
0: before that happens, um, she's like, I have to go to dinner with my mom. And he's like, well, can I come? And she's like, you want to meet my mom? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I want to meet your mom. So they go to this new restaurant called Bibs. Hmm. And they're sitting down, they're talking, she's introducing her mom, and she's just like... the fuck like you have a boyfriend that's a neurosurgeon huh and she's in love with him too yeah she like is immediately infatuated with him and the waiter comes up and asks what they want to drink and lily's like i want to walk
1: hello (laughs) atlas it's you and him eight years later (laughs) so he's there and they kind of both are stuck they're just like
0: Uh, you know on emperors new group uh, (laughs) So he takes her drink orders and Lily is just like, what the fuck just happened? Panic attack. Panic attack. Yeah. And then when the waiter comes back, it's a different waiter. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I have to pee. She gets up, goes to the bathroom because she's just like, what the fuck is happening? And she's scanning the restaurant, looking everywhere like, was that him? Yes. Am I just seeing things? So she goes into the bathroom and as she's going into the bathroom, he comes in. This nope. was after the fight scene.
1: They walk out and he's in the hallway. And they kind of have a a catch-up moment. And he lies to her and said that he has a girlfriend, Cassie. Mm -hmm. And she says that she's, you know, he's with Ryle. She's with Ryle. That's kind of the end of it. Like, they just say it was good to see each other it's hard because they're still in love with each other, but obviously they're both in respective other relationships. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, they don't, they can't pursue anything. Yeah. But it's like, it's really good to see you. We should catch up sometime. Right. I
0: own this flower shop. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. I yeah. own this. Wait, he doesn't, he doesn't say out. it yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I own a dog <laughs> and a pair of shoes. <laughs> and a pair of shoes. Well, let's just go with that. Okay. And then we'll cue it back to their first fight. Mm-hmm. So Ryle has this big surgery coming up and they had been foreplaying in the kitchen pretty much they're ready to go and then they forget about the casserole Mm -hmm. so ryle goes to open the oven and sticks his hand in without a hot pad and grabs this casserole drops it all over the kitchen glass breaking and Lily's had glasses of wine at this point, so it's like, like... three of them. Yeah. So you're giddy if you're a lightweight like that, <laughs> which I'm a lightweight, so that would be me. And she starts laughing, but the hand that he had used was his hand for surgery, and he mm-hmm. had just been saying, this is the steadiest hand in Boston. Like, you fucking bastard. I can't... I don't like him. Sorry. But... So he... She goes over to the sink as he's rinsing off the burn and is asking, like, if he's okay, but he...
0: He like reacts and yeah, like throws his arm back.
1: Yeah, he gets pissed and like slams her down pretty much. So on the way down, she hits her face on the cupboard and blacks out. Yeah, because it, it happens when these situations happen. She Colleen Hoover could describe them. Mm-hmm. She could go in detail. Like I felt the cupboard hit my face, but that's not the realistic side of this type of situation. When these situations happen. Your adrenaline is rushing so bad that you literally, there are seconds where you can't remember them at all or you don't feel anything until later or the shock just sets in, you know? And that's what happened to her, is she felt the shock aspect of this, and the next thing she knew, she was sitting on the ground, and Ryle's apologizing to her. He and, starts instantly love bombing her. Yeah. And as as he's approaching her,
0: she pushes him mm-hmm. and he falls back on the broken glass and cuts his hands. Yeah. And she's just like, oh shit. Yeah. She's has having this surgery. Mm-hmm. He's gonna attack me again, but he's calm.
1: Yeah, she has the, the conflicting emotions of any woman who battered woman syndrome. If you look at this, this is exactly what it is you feel terrified for your life because somebody put their hands on you but at the same time you love that person you don't want that to go away but in
0: her head also she has been telling herself since she was a little girl if any man that i'm in a relationship with hits me i'm gone Mm -hmm. and so now that it's happened to her she is fighting with herself in her head. Right. She's like, well, he didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was an accident. He, It was a reflex. He mm-hmm. just happened to swing his arm back. And yeah, she is so upset with him. Mm-hmm. And he immediately starts like taking care of her head, bandaging it for her, bandaging his hair. It was an accident. It was just that. Yeah. It was just that. And, and she told mm-hmm. him, she was like, you're saying this is an accident, but I'm telling you right now, If this was an accident, that means it's never going to happen again. If it happens again, I am gone. Mm -hmm. I am out of your life forever. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. And they make up. Yeah. So they continue on with this. Yes. But the reason they were fighting is because Alyssa wanted to go to dinner with them and they wanted to go to the restaurant Bips. And Mm -hmm. Lily was like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I do not want to go there. And that's when he was like, oh, I'm hungry. And she's like, oh, shit, the casserole. So they were planning a dinner. Lily loses. They go to Bips.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so then this is when Atlas sees Lily's face. And and Ryle's hand. Yeah, and Ryle's hand has a bandage on it. So, obviously, two and two together, so you're going to realize that these two had a tussle. Mm -hmm. And Atlas grew up with Lily in that household, essentially. You know, they had a long period of time with each other where they they honestly have a trauma bond with this. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's hard and he gets pissed. So Lily went to the bathroom to calm down because she knew instantly on Atlas's face that he knew what happened. So she goes to calm down and as she's about to leave the bathroom, Atlas goes into the bathroom. Um, and he... Was like, what is, why are you with him? You need to leave him. She's like, no, I swear that's not what happened. She lies about it because she's embarrassed. And mm-hmm. she's ashamed that she put herself in that situation. Yeah. And um, as they're leaving the rest, the restroom. Wow, well, I was going to say restaurant. They're not leaving that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryle's outside. Mm-hmm. And he's confused. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you guys are in the bathroom together. Like, and he's assuming this. Yeah. Well... They get into a fist fight because Atlas, Atlas tried to walk away. I will Mm -hmm. give him that, but he couldn't. Mm -hmm. He loves Lily, like truthfully. Yeah. So they
0: get, he even says like, or Ryle says some low blow comment. Like you were just a pity fuck. And like, I
1: hated that. Lily is just like, Oh my God, I never said that. Yeah. (laughs) So they have a full on fist fight for a minute and Atlas kicks Ryle out of the, the restaurant. So they're not even allowed to happen with this Mm -hmm. anymore. And so this is when they go home. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's fine and yeah. then the next day at the flower shop um, Atlas comes mm-hmm. by and he has a present for her and he wanted to see her flower shop and she's like oh he's here to apologize for basically getting a fist fight with Ryle he's like I'm not fucking apologizing for fuck standing that. up for defending you yeah, no. he's like I came to apologize that I called you or I told you that you were just like your mom because he had said that during the fight and yeah she's like oh okay she's like I promise Ryle's not like that like it was a total accident this and that he's like mm, uh, yeah okay yeah and so he's like here I got your present and she's like you didn't have to get me a present and he's like I got it for you three years ago I love Alex I know <laughs> and so she thanks him he writes down his um name and phone number or his phone number on the back of a sticky note and sticks it in her phone case so that if there's ever an emergency and she needs him that she has it so he leaves she opens the present it's a um, Ellen DeGeneres's book and it's signed and it says, "Dear
1: Lily, just keep swimming." I love Ellen love it. <laughs> So that's also a little thing between Lily and Alice is just keep swimming, mm-hmm. just keep swimming through the bullshit that life has thrown at both of these two teenagers. You know, domestic
0: violence, homeless—you
1: know, it's just
0: really shitty situation yeah. for both of them growing up mm-hmm. so time goes on her and ryle are great yeah nothing Be- nothing like um Alyssa had confided in her that she was having troubles getting pregnant mm-hmm. we find out that she is pregnant and it's, it was just <laughs> so cute ryle's been nothing but amazing to her um lily and marshall are just hilarious i fucking love marshall Me he too. is so funny the shit that yes. comes out of his mouth
1: he's great he, he's like that <laughs> perfect husband do as i say not as I do kind yeah. of you know yeah he's on his wife's team and he's 100%, 100% divorce me <laughs> right I love them I love I just am I'm a romantic person so for me it's like
0: oh you're sweet Okay. so there's a lot of stuff that happens in these chapters you know just the character building and the relationship yes. building and just you really connect with Lily and Ryle unfortunately yeah, yeah you do like I like I said I loved Ryle even mm-hmm. after this incident I told Corey the first like domestic incident I was like the way that Colleen had worded it I could see I hate to say this but I could see how it could have been an accident he was so right. frazzled and if she touched him and he wasn't expecting it you could mm-hmm. just like on instinct just do that and that right. could have made her fall you know so in my head I'm just like oh my gosh I don't <laughs> want him to be a bad guy but she had told me about this book so I knew it was coming so in the same breath I'm like I don't like him
1: it's hard Because I can understand coming from no domestic violence background where you would be in love with him and you could find that understandable. Mm -hmm. But I don't just because I'm so, I don't want to say desensitized from the bullshit, but kind of, Yeah. you know, so we'll, we'll discuss this in a little bit. But so they keep doing their thing. They, one night they are about to, they're talking and Lily gets in the shower And he accidentally dropped her phone. Is this the stairs? Yes. Yes. yes, This is the stairs. Um, So, he accidentally drops her phone, and she gets out, and he is just pissed. Well, she heard a couple crashes in the shower, and she's like, Ryle, what is going on? And so, she gets out, like, what the fuck? So, she gets out, and the nightstand is overturned. There's some other things that are broken on the ground, Mm -hmm. and he picks up her phone and said this. And he thinks, at this point, he's thinking that Lily kept Alice's number for whatever reason. But really, he never, she never called him, and she... They get into a yelling match, pretty much. And... He's not letting her explain herself. No, not at all. But in these situations, the abuser will never... Mm -hmm. But they don't want to hear what you have to say. It's, I'm fucking right and you're a bitch, Mm -hmm. pretty much. So Raya leaves the apartment and Lily followed him to try to stop him. They were in their stairwell and he... She went to grab him, but he pushes her. So the next thing Lily knows, she is in their apartment staring at the ceiling with the light in her face with being Ryle assessing her for Mm. any injuries. And she's like, you pushed me. And he's like, no, you fell Lily." And he repeats this multiple times. He is gaslighting her so hard that it is absolutely insane. Like at this point, this motherfucker's done to me. Like I did not like this. Like I just was like, no, I'm done with the story Mm -hmm. to be honest.
0: Yeah. After this is when I really started like growing a big dislike for him yeah so uh, lily looks at him and says get the fuck out of my apartment yeah and he's like lily no and she's like get the fuck out of my apartment yeah and he is just like sad and woe is me and i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. and so he leaves and lily cries herself to sleep at night she's just like completely distraught like he told me this would never happen again and it happened again Right. So the next day at the store, she gets to work and Ryle and Alyssa are there. Yes. And Alyssa's like, oh my gosh, Ryle, what did you do to her? Yeah. And she's like, okay, does she know? But the way right. she's acting makes me think she does. What did he tell her? Right. Because he had to have lied to her. And she's like, if you don't tell her, I'm going to tell her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I will watch the shop while you go and talk to her. And mm-hmm. at this point, Alyssa's super fucking pregnant. Oh yeah. She's like 36 weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. So they get in Lily's car, they go to the apartment, and Lily's
1: on edge. She doesn't want to be alone in the apartment with him. She's scared of him. I think at this point we also need to say that they are living together. Yeah, so they had moved yeah. in together. They're in Lily's apartment right yeah.
0: now. Yeah. yeah, he had basically moved in with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get to the apartment and he confides in her saying that the first night they met he was really distraught and upset and the reason he was upset is because he had lost a little boy a mm-hmm. patient and how he had lost a little boy is he was accidentally shot and that really triggered Ryle because when they were kids he he was playing with a gun, he was six years old and it went off and he shot his little brother. It's his big sad. brother was he big, big brother big brother. I'm pretty sure it's big brother. And Alyssa I believe was six and the big brother was Eight. I think it was eight. Yeah, so, Mm -hmm. or Alyssa was seven, so it was six, seven, and eight. Yeah. And the way Ryle had described it is he was trying to make him better by trying to scoop all the contents and put them back in his head.
1: That was just like, oh, my God. She has no filter talking about the kid shit. Like, look at Barry and this. I'm like, Colleen, we need (laughs) to talk about your mental state right now, please. (laughs) And... Ever since then,
0: Ryle has had issues with anger, mm-hmm. where when he gets really angry or upset, he blacks out. Yeah. And it's something that he has been working through his whole life. Um, but he tells Lily that he needs help, and he wants her to help him. And she is feeling for him, and she's crying, and she's like, oh my gosh, you've been through so much. Yeah. So she forgives him.
1: So this is where everything
0: goes perfect. perfect. They literally go back. I can't tell you how many times she says, I don't think my life could get more perfect. Right. I don't think my life could get more perfect. Right.
1: So they end up getting married. Mm -hmm. They go to Vegas on a whim and get married. They have discussed that they do want kids. And... All of this stuff. There's some stuff that was obviously left out of the dis- discussion. But they go get married. They come home and they're back. They're literally living the dream life. Well, you dream of of being as an adult and the marriage and that. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there is not one dr- aspect where it wouldn't be. Yeah. They get in a little tussle here and there.
0: Like he wants mm-hmm. to move to Michigan because he got mm-hmm. a job offer yeah. at the most prestigious hospital that he's ever wanted to work at. Yeah. Lily wants to stay in Chicago. Yeah. And so they get in a little tussle about that. Mm-hmm. And. Um, they come to an agreement where, well, he walks away. That yeah. was one of their. That was a good thing for him to yes, do. That was one yeah. of their stipulations when they yes. got the second violence situation mm-hmm. is she said, OK, when you are feeling angry, instead of blacking out and harming me, you need to walk away. And when you've calmed down, please come back and talk to me. Right, But you always need to walk away. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple times where he did walk mm-hmm. away, especially about moving. He really wanted that yeah. job. But when he came back, he was like, you know, we're in this together. You have to mm-hmm. make sacrifices. And I'm willing to stay in Chicago for right. you
1: this is where shit takes the turn though is um obviously they moved so they move into a new apartment in the same building as Alyssa and marshall and he's surprised her with it yes see like that's the hard thing is they're not all one side is not bad Mm -hmm. but then there is this side where it is a demon it's unforgivable yeah like
0: it's not that much good can make up for the bad if it's like a bad like you forgot to pay a bill. Okay, we can work through that. <laughs> but if you beat the shit out of me... Fuck you. Mm, yeah. yeah. There's no good in the world that's ever going to make up for
1: that. Yeah. No. And so this is where... Li- so they live together. Obviously, their stuff has merged. Lily's journals are in the house. So they... He went to the
0: flower shop and he said, I have three things that are good oh. news. He's like... That's right. You made the paper as the best business in Chicago. Yes. I got a Cambridge training thing in England England Mm -hmm. for three months. And Alyssa's in labor.
1: She's like, what? Yeah. Panic. <laughs> instant. So they, they do have their baby, and they name her Riley after, after Ryle. Ryle. And I'm like, that bastard doesn't need, deserve that shit. I feel like, like it was you. Riley and Lily's names combined. Like, Maybe. that's what I got out of it. But I don't know. Maybe.
0: I, but I think she did say it was Riley with an extra E. Yes, but it, I was did. like, it kind of sounds like Lily, too. I could see that. I don't know. But they go to the hospital, and Riley's perfect, and they're both in love. She sees Ryle holding her in the interaction. And she's like, oh, my
1: God, she ovaries hurting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like,
0: I want one of these with you. And she's like, I'm going to stay for a couple more hours. And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to go home. Just wake me up when you get home, because we're going to start tonight. Mm -hmm.
1: They which they I think they go home and everything's fine for a while. That's not when she goes no, home. That is when she goes she home. She does? Mm-hmm. That night. Why don't she I gets remember home at 10, 10 o'clock. I just
0: read this yesterday. <laughs> I did too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so okay. she stays at the hospital for like three hours and Uber's home. And when she gets home. Corey needs notes. It's a little after 10 o'clock. Jesus. <laughs> and the apartment's dark. And so she thinks that he's in bed. And she's like, I'm hungry. I'm just going to make myself a snack. And then I'll go wake him up. So she goes in the kitchen, turns the light on. And he's leaning against the wall with his ankles crossed. And he's just like arms like pissed. And there was like an D scotch scotch and she's like oh my god you scared me what are you doing and he kind of like smiles and like Mm -hmm. where'd you get that
1: magnet Mm -hmm. and that's where we learn that so during all of this fight there's foreplay he is she's confused because he looks pissed off but he's also being seductive and um I didn't this scene to me is so degrading of another human being that is absolutely it's This one really was hard for me to read him. And he throws a fit about this Boston magnet that says, Better in Boston, which we had learned in the journals that Atlas had given this to her. Mm -hmm. And in the paper... (laughs) There is a story about Atlas where it says what Bib stands for. And Bib stands for Best in Boston. Better in Boston. Better in Boston. <laughs> fuck. I need to go home and just be by myself. You're doing oh, great. You're doing great. Um, and so, uh, essentially, it's saying that it was inspired by a girl. And he doesn't name the girl. He just stops it at that. But Ryle's putting two and two together. And... He also read about her tattoo. She has a tattoo on her collarbone. That's a heart that's not fully um, enclosed. Thank you. I was going to say connected or committed. Committed. (laughs) It's fully committed. Trust me. Fuck. (laughs) And that's where Atlas used to kiss her. And that was her sweet spot for him and their thing. And he uh, threw a fit about it. And as he's foreplaying they're having foreplay happen, he bites it, but he bites it hard. Yeah. And then he... She, they, try, they just get into a fight. Really, that's the biggest thing. And then it ends up in the bedroom where I know he headbutts her.
0: Yeah, when she opens the bedroom door, her journal is spread out that's all right. over the mattress. And yeah. she knows that he's read everything. He knows that mm-hmm. the tattoo is for um, Atlas. Mm-hmm. She knows that the magnet's from Atlas. She knows He knows everything about Atlas. Right. To be fair,
1: she was 16 at the time. So it right. was a long time ago. So there is absolutely no reason why this man should be freaking the fuck out yeah. at all. It's called communication. Beep. Yeah. Let's learn it. Right. Men, women, anybody, anybody, humans, if you have ears and can talk,
0: let's, let's talk, let's communicate <laughs> like adults. Um, so go ahead. he pushes her on the bed and she is trying to get away from him and she's having flashbacks to when her dad did this to her mom. Yeah. And he is essentially trying to rape her, and she is trying to fight back as hard as he can, or she can. Mm-hmm. And he gets sick of her trying to fight back, so he headbutts her, and she blacks out. Yeah. She doesn't know how long she's been out, Yep. but when she wakes up, he's sleeping next to her. And she doesn't know if he passed out from the alcohol or if he fell asleep. Right. But he's got, like, his arm over her, and she's trapped.
1: Yep. So she inches, literally inches out of this bed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... He's. He did throw her phone at the wall and smashed it. Yeah, that was when um, she or he found Atlas's number. Oh, just kidding. She got a new one. I'm a. I can't. You're this good. book is really fucking with me. I guess you're good. At, you. It is a very triggering book for you. So yeah, I get it. This like, one's hard. I'm yeah. like really struggling with this one. Yeah. Um. But she remember memorized atlas's number even though she would never admit that to ryle when he wrote it mm -hmm. down she knew memorized it yeah she knew deep down that she was going to have to call him Mm -hmm. so atlas comes and gets her and he wants to go in and beat the shit out of ryle and she's like no so they go to the hospital she has a full workup Mm -hmm. possible concussion but we also find out at this point Lily's pregnant sad. It just, when it rains, it pours. It really does. So, over this time period for a few days, she stays with Atlas, and she meets his friends. They have a little poker night, which I loved, and they Mm -hmm. have really good banter, and they don't Baby, her. No. They just talk shit like, yeah, her husband beats her. Sit the fuck down and play poker. And it's like, <laughs> yes. what fuck. And they're we- like, who are you? She's like, I'm yeah. Lily. Who are you? And it was
0: like Darren and Brad or something mm-hmm. like that. And they they're like, um, she's like, I'm Lily. My husband's an asshole, and he put me in the hospital two days ago, and I found out I'm pregnant with his baby. Now I'm hiding at Atlas's house or something like yes, that. I was like, damn girl, <laughs> can
1: you say it any more blunt? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I guess that blunt's the best way to say yeah, it. Yeah, I guess. So with this, this is where it kind of goes from here she ryle gets out of the apartment and goes back to he goes to england for i think it's six months for his training three months three, three months. months yeah um and she doesn't really talk about it she doesn't say anything to anybody she kind of hides from everybody until she can't anymore and she Alyssa's the first person she tells that she's pregnant mm-hmm. she has been staying at the apartment because he gave yes, her the keys that's what i meant is she went back yeah okay yeah after but when file leaves he gave her the keys the fucker didn't even say sorry or anything nope. because he didn't he Ooh. either is a too embarrassed to admit what he did was wrong which is probably the fucking excuse that he's gonna give her or b he doesn't believe that he did anything wrong it depends on the flex most. on him you know, flex <sighs> that bitch i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> fuck you up but i've never uh, fucked anybody up in my life <laughs> The only two people I've ever punched in my life is my dad and my brother. Well, if that tells you anything in my life. Um, But so throughout this time, Lily, when she starts showing, she finally tells Alyssa because Alyssa guessed that something was going on. And Marshall walked in. He's like, uh, Alyssa makes a comment like, if you want to stay my husband don't say a damn work. Lily is not pregnant and he's like well he walks in and he goes Lily do you know you're pregnant <laughs> I love him the banter that he does he's just a genuine soul he, he really is, is.
0: he's yeah. like Lily you're not pregnant and I'm not telling you congratulations
1: <laughs> I love it so they have a good relationship they help mm-hmm. Lily through this well Ryle ends up coming home and she doesn't have time to hide her pregnant belly so this is how he finds out he's having a child So, So he had come to tell her he was going to take the job in
0: Minnesota. Yep. And... One of the M's. Yeah, one of the M states. Maine, Minnesota, Mississippi, I don't know any of the... Montana. 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 (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he was, like, going to be okay with them not being together. But now that there's a baby involved, he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I really want to be a part of this kid's life. Mm-hmm. And
1: so he second guesses it and stays. Mm-hmm. And throughout the and the rest of this book is pretty much them. Lily healing, and she has a good discussion with her mom. And her mom told her that if he truthfully loves you, he won't let you get back with him. And that that's kind of what solidified not until the very end for her, but that's really what drove her of, okay, I can't do this. My mom is strong. I don't want it, this for my kids. So they pretty much just go through Lily's pregnancy. They are not on good standing terms. They don't talk until Lily's fucking almost ready to pop. Yeah. Lily goes in and has the baby. They name her Emerson after his big brother, which I thought was so touching. Mm-hmm. The fact that Lily can heal enough to allow that for him is amazing. Yeah. You know, I... Anybody in this situation is different. You're going to have your own opinions on it and what she did and her empathy for him. But that's an amazing thing. It was huge.
0: Yeah. And as she's holding her daughter for the first time is when it really hit her. And she's looking at him holding Emerson. And she says, Ryle, and he looks at her. She goes, I want a divorce. Yep. Oh, Oh. Sorry. (laughs) Gulping. This is some ASMR. (laughs) Drinking some watermelon monster. Alrighty then. <laughs> and he, the look on his face before she said it, he was just overcome with happiness, and then you can just see a drain. Like it, it was like the worst thing that could possibly happen. And he starts crying. He's like, "There's no way to fix this." And she's, "I love the way that she makes him understand it." She mm-hmm. says, "Okay, so when Lily comes to you when she's older and Emerson. says, Emerson comes to you when <laughs> she's older <laughs> and says." dad my boyfriend hit me what would you say and he was like i'd tell her to leave
1: mm-hmm.
0: she's to like leave, okay never go back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what if she says dad my husband pushed me down the stairs what do you say i tell her to leave and never go back okay what if you tried to rape me yeah and that's really what drove it home for him. He was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like I never want Emerson in that situation. Mm-hmm. So how can I continue to put Lily in that situation?
1: Yep. And this is where Lily starts to go in and describes like she did. This isn't the conventional relationship she wanted with Ryle. She wanted, she wanted them to be together to, and not be a broken family. But she knew if she would have stayed with Ryle, her daughter would have grew up in the same household aspect that she did. And remember all the bad things that happened and not she, the good ones. She wanted to break the cycle. Yeah. I want to read this okay, because this, and I'm. we'll go into this now. So the last part of this is cycles exist because they are excruciating to break. It takes an astronomical amount of pain and courage to disrupt a familiar pattern. Sometimes it seems easier to keep running in a familiar circle rather than facing the fear of jumping and the possibility of not landing your own feet on your own feet. This is really hard for me, um, as if you probably picked up. I grew up in a domestic household. I'm going <laughs> to cry. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Um this book is the only book that I have ever read that has ever triggered me. This is probably one of the hardest ones because I resonated with it. When Ryle throws her phone and breaks it, my dad picked my mom's laptop up and straight up slammed it on the fucking ground and shattered it to pieces. I have seen shit that you don't even ever wanna see. You don't ever want your kids to go through that. And I, it started when I was 12 and is honestly it stopped when I was 17 when my parents got divorced but there's still things that are said in the traumatic instances of this and I think the point of this book to me was to show you like you can't judge somebody's aspect you can't judge somebody's situation you know I can't tell you how many people told my mom to leave through all of this they don't feel the love that
0: you have for that person right. and the life that you live because when it's good, it's good. But when mm-hmm. it's bad, it's really bad. And yeah. you have to think about financial situations and if they mm-hmm. have family around to help and just kids and there's so many mm-hmm. different things that go into it. Yeah. I've never been around a domestic situation, but I have been in a relationship with mental and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. So I can resonate it on that way. I went back right. three times before I finally was just like, no, right. I'm done. Right. But, Domestic, I literally cannot even wrap my brain around what people go through in that situation. Like I mm. cannot. Right. Oh my God.
1: This book is hard. <laughs> it's and, so hard. And it's controversial right now, wherever you're seeing it being recommended, you either love it or you hate it. And a lot of people are like, we love Ryle. He's an amazing guy. Why couldn't she just forgive him? And that's not the point of this book. That is not 100% not this point of the book. It's not the point of life in a domestic violence situation. It is the point to show that there is a good side to them. There is a reason people stay in this situation. This book, the first time I read it, it hit me harder with my trauma with my parents. Mm-hmm. This That was the hardest thing for me. Oh. Rereading this after um, I just went through... A fucking cycle I became a fucking statistic and Lily says that in the book and I bawled um, I fell into a familiar pattern of an alcoholic um, mental abuse in that aspect that luckily for me I didn't have the physical abuse but I've there is a chance that it could have led to that due to the circumstances at the end of it um, but with this the cycles I had the hardest time because I literally understood word for word, emotion for emotion of how Lily felt with this because you have to be the one to break the cycle. If you don't break the cycle, it's going to continue for generations and generations. And I'm sorry, but I'm not putting my kids through what I went through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody deserves to feel the way that I have felt in my life. And I'm not saying I'm the only one at all. This is a more common thing than people think of. But people don't. When you're in the situation and you have kids, they don't think about the pain they're going to cause them the rest of their life. And I love my mother dearly. Me and my mom have one of the most amazing relationships, but I resented my mom for a very long time because I, I felt the same thing. Why aren't you leaving? Like, he's a piece of shit. He just beats you. He calls me names. He says things to his own daughter that no father should ever say to him. Mm-hmm. And so I think this book is a very triggering book. It really opened your eyes too, though. Right. And like... For the people who haven't dealt with it, like, that's why I was so excited for you to read this because you're going to have a different aspect on it than I did. Mm-hmm. To me, it hit too close to home for me, but yeah. to you, you got to see the emotions. You've said it how many times reading this book that you still loved Ryle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, in the end of
0: the book, the way that we have just done this synopsis and we still have the epilogue to get to, but mm. the way we had just done this synopsis, Ryle is a piece of shit. Like, it's as simple as that. But when you read it detail for detail and just all the good that they have and you really learn who Ryle is, you do have a small soft spot for him Mm -hmm. because... He is a... That's one thing that she says over and over again is people are good, but people do bad things. Right. And I genuinely deep down believe that Ryle was meant to be a good person. Right. But he let the dark take over. Mm -hmm. And when he gets in those angry stages, he just lashes out. And so I have the tiniest, 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 tiny, 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 like the little squishy in Finding Nemo. You can be my squishy in mouth. You can be mine. (laughs) That Ryle is a good person, but his actions spoke louder than that. Mm -hmm. And so the beginning of this book, I was absolutely in love with him. I was like, oh my gosh, him and Lily are perfect together. He is so sweet. He's this, this, this. And the end of the book, I was like, I am so glad that she left. Mm -hmm. Because not only for her, but for Emerson and being a mom, nope. Mm -hmm. Like, and I can't say no because I've never, I've been, if I would have stayed in that relationship, it would have led to physical abuse. I know it would have because some of his other girlfriends and stuff did get physically abused by him. And so Mm -hmm. I got out at the right time, Mm -hmm. but I've never experienced it. Not in my home life, not in my personal life, like none of that. And so it's easy for me to say no, no, no. But when I think about my kids, like no situation in my life would ever allow me to put them in danger. Like I would cut that off so fast Mm -hmm. because those little turds are my fucking life.
1: (laughs) But it's easier said than done because I've Mm -hmm. never experienced it. I've never lived it. Mm -hmm. So it's, and it's different when you have experienced it because you understand this to a T, you know, and the after effects of domestic violence from my standpoint as being in Lily's shoes and being a child of domestic violence. Sadly, it is so easy to end up in your situation, to end up in a situation that is symmetrical, parallel, excuse me, to what you grew up in because you're comfortable with it. Not saying you want to be in the situation, but to understanding it's all you know and the fear of the unknown is scary and for me it was really hard because like I wasted I can't say I wasted because I you learned a lot yeah we've had deep conversations about this for me I personally felt like I had to go through that Mm -hmm. to understand what my mom went through because I didn't understand why she didn't leave I didn't understand how hard it was when you truthfully do love somebody but the situations take over and as sad as this is to say, I didn't even realize there was mental abuse going on until I started therapy. They I didn't. I, I'm i so desensitized to it that it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I also know my traumas now. I've worked really hard on it. And I, I feel... For anybody who has been in a domestic violence situation, any abuse situation, any of the disrespect, I feel for you. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's mentally tolling and you take away from that and you get the triggers for the rest of your life. And you can work on it, you can do what you can, but you're never going to be the same after seeing what you see. You're never going to fully heal no, that shit will live with you for the rest of your life. And I know that for me, I know my trauma will be there the rest of my life. I know there will be things that are going to be triggering to me and hard for me. The thing is,
0: is that you don't let it consume your life. You know, it happened, mm -hmm. you process that it happened and you move
1: forward. Mm -hmm. It takes years and a long process. Mm -hmm. But if you truthfully want it to, you will, you know, and that's the biggest thing. And so for me... I think this book is worth the hype, and we'll say that later, but yeah. I do think it's worth the hype if you want to understand. And it's not even just a learning experience. It's a great story because it is true life. Mm-hmm. This is not something that is fantasy, like we're going to go kill a fucking dragon or something. You know, <laughs> it's like... We're going to fuck three dudes. <laughs> DVP going oh, on. So, um, the way uh-huh. that this book ends, though, is...
0: I literally had all yeah. the feels and all the fucking <laughs> tears. And I text Corey. I was like, why did you make me open my emotions today? But she says, looks at um, Emerson and says, scroll back up. I was going to read that. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Up, up, right there. It stops here with me and you. It ends um, with us.
1: And I was just like. Uh, Which I'm, <laughs> it's such a it's such a powerful statement. Really? It is. It, it's. Fantastic. Wonderful. Good to go. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about the vlog after that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: So, um, Lily is out. Emerson is 11 months old and she is walking her in the stroller. She got her own apartment. Um, I do want to kind of go back just a tiny bit, but when her and Ryle were split, atlas was present in her life and she told him that she would never heal if he was still in her life because mm-hmm. with them it can't just be casual Mm-mm. and he understood he left the apartment literally less than three minutes later he was knocking on the door she opens it and he swoops her up gives her a hug kisses her on the side of the head and basically says when you're ready To fall in love again, fall in love with me.
1: I know. I love my fucking heart. I
0: love Atlas. So now Emerson is 11 months old. Lily's walking her down the street to meet up with Ryle so that he can take her for his day because they have worked together and I applaud both of them for Mm -hmm. this. The fact that she would trust this man with her children is just like leaps and bounds I would I wouldn't allow unsupervised visitation if that was my situation I don't think I would do it
1: as much as I agree with you <laughs> it's as sad as it is to say until he could prove it it's not that easy the I court know. systems but yeah. you know I, the only reason I'm saying this is I've been through with my yeah. mom yeah because I have my little brother's 11 so they're 17 years between us and so when my parents were getting divorced she didn't have a choice yeah You know, in all honesty, that's what you would want. You want to protect your child. And depending on your state laws, it could be different, but. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it doesn't really go into if they went to court and stuff or if Lily is just, like, being. They probably just talked about it because they had that
0: good communication. They really, really, really worked hard to get that communication. But Lily's walking um, Emerson to Ryle and she's already running late. And so she's kind of, like, swerving in and out of people on the streets. And she bumps into somebody and looks up and it's Alice. I love it. And he's like, hi. And she's like. And it's like kind of awkward, like they should be able to talk to each other, but they aren't. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, Is this your baby? And she's like, Yeah, it's Emerson, she's 11 months old. It well, it's good to see you. Okay, bye. And so she walks away yeah. and she meets up with Ryle, and he takes Emerson and he's just like, boo, 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 gaga. <laughs> and They put everything in. <laughs> I expected him to do that. Oh, fuck. So they put everything into the car. He takes Emerson, and Lily is just like, I gotta go. And she fucking books it down the street. She is yes. running, sprinting, calling for Atlas. Atlas, Alice, Alice, where are you? Oh, my gosh. Yes. And she finally sees him, and she's screaming. And he kind of stops, and he's like, did I hear that? He's like, I don't want to. Is it false hope? Is it false hope? And then he hears it again, and he turns. Yeah. And they both stop and look at each other. And then they, like... Go up, and she's like, I forgot to tell you Emerson's middle name. It's Dory.
1: I'm sorry, but fucking Dory. It's cute. It's cute, but. It has a sentimental meaning. I mean, she named her child after okay, Alex. Okay, but I know where it's coming from, Dory, and I love finding Nemo. That's one of my all time favorites. I'm like, uh, You know what you gotta do? You know what you gotta do? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Swimming. Okay. What do we do? We swim. Swim. There you go. <laughs> You didn't think Ooh. I was gonna do it. I did it. I was I gonna do it. it. She did, did it. You. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, okay. Lily and Atlas hug, and she said, Okay, I'm ready. So, they are having their moment, and he goes up, he kisses her collarbone like the very first time. And he whispers in her ear, "You can stop swimming now, Lily. We finally reached the shore." <laughs> so I'm ready for book two because I feel like this book is so heavy that I we need to talk about sex because <laughs> this Let's is too about much for sex, me, baby. Like, I think this book has just been so hard that I'm just like, I need some laughs now. Like I was so mad at you. I was like, <sighs> Why did you make me read I'm that? I'm sorry, but it's so <laughs> as much as it triggered me, it's such a good book and it's such a. I feel like this is a learning book for everybody mm-hmm. it's a good teaching opportunity it's a good understanding for everybody even if you hate it you can understand it now i mean yeah you don't really truthfully understand the situation until you're in it but hey yeah it's it's an amazing book and i have to pl- applaud colleen hoover and her mom for allowing her to write this story because this is not an easy story to mm-hmm. write to put your mind in it in a character one that's getting abused and two that's doing the abuse you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and she had a relationship with her father after mm-hmm. her
0: mom had left and her mom allowed her to have that relationship. Yes. And it was like the, in the acknowledge, uh, <laughs> acknowledgement she <laughs> really goes through her story and like just explains like, thank you for my mom for letting me write about this. The, mm-hmm. you know, the oven with the out the oven mitts that really happened to her mom. Right. And like, it's just insane to read that. I had to literally take an hour break before I read that. Cause, and then I was
1: eating Taco Bell and crying into my burrito. You know, and I was like, <laughs> Oh, I saw one so at 7 a.m. when I 8 a.m. this morning when I was finishing up everything. This book is just I can't with it. I honestly, truthfully, 100% can tell you I don't know if I could ever read this again. I don't think I'm going to. Like, I'm sorry, Colleen. It was I own it. No, I gave you my money, but <laughs> I, I bought it twice. I got it on <laughs> Kindle too. <laughs> I love this book, it, it holds a special place for me. But I don't want to put myself through this ever again. <laughs> I have lived it. I've read this book twice. I'm done. Okay. I don't want to keep being triggered. I deal with enough triggers <laughs> in my life that I don't need to deal with that. <laughs> so let's get into this. What was your uh, favorite
0: character? I'm going to say Atlas and Marshall. I decided Marshall, too, because he's so, Dude, so funny. Dude, I love it. He made me laugh out loud.
1: <laughs> you just added a character and I just added Did a character. <laughs> So, again, I agree. Atlas. Love him. He's the superhero. Who could have loved the hero of the story, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to say, while we've been talking about this, I've been thinking, I honestly think Lily's my favorite character, too. Lily. I have so much respect for her character, the strength that she has, and even through all of the emotions, to leave and break the cycle. It is fucking hard to get yourself out of that situation and to be strong. It sucks. Yeah. Yes. And she has a good support system and I understand that. So if you don't have a support system, support yourself. Yeah. Really. You have to be your own best friend. You have to be your own hero in this. is no advocate. Nobody's going to save you. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to save yourself, you will stay in the situation for years and waste, not waste, but let your life pass you by. Yeah. And that's the truth of it. And it's really sad because time moves faster than you think. And mm-hmm. so before you know it, you're sitting here and you're just like, okay, like Lily's mom. Yeah.
0: By the way, started
1: dating. Uh, yeah, and he's a good I love guy. Okay,
0: what do you see? Not really many to choose from. I'm the only one that resonates. I think we're the same as The Office.
1: Yeah, I think that's as hot and heavy as she gets. Uh, let's go into the charcoal. <laughs> we'll talk about calling uh, Hoover. The one. <laughs> Yeah, it's a one. It's a solid, fat-ass one of this because people on BookTok are like, what's the smuttiest book you've ever read? And they say this book, and I'm like, Wait. huh? Can I corrupt you? Honestly, Fifty Shades of Grey is smuttier. Greyed? Grey? Grey. <laughs> Uh, this one, it's just, it's bland. It is literally, like, he took my bra off and he fucked me on the bed, and it's like, that's it? It's
0: literally a page and a half of sex, and I'm used to, like, six chapters straight of, like, like like, double penetration. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Give me the fucking dick i'm good i just give have it you t- read den vipers he shoves a knife up his z- at her her ass and fucks her so it could stab him
1: while he's fucking her. i love that you just did the motions with that like, i haven't no, read den vipers i'm yet. never reading that book again i want to read it just so i can see so we can compare it's them it's fucked up How fucked that was up my first fucked up?
0: pretty fucked up <laughs>
1: It was my first RH, though, so I think that was pretty... Uh, yeah. <sighs> so if you're going into Colleen Hoover for the smut, don't. Save your time. Go read, like, Penelope Douglas, Ashley yeah. Jane, all of those. Mm-hmm. Don't read them. Read Colleen Hoover, because she's fantastic. She's yes. amazing. If it's the smut you're after, though.
0: Yeah. This is more of a real-life situations... Oh. Like, she's, like you said, the Nicholas Sparks of, like, yeah. contemporary yeah. romance.
1: Her books will make you cry. They 100% are tearjerkers. I've read 90% of her books, and... I torture myself. I yeah. don't know why the fuck I'm I do it. I'm literally going to read It Starts With Us, and then I don't
0: think I'm ever going to read a call
1: in again. After this, <laughs> I am going into a dark, fucked up book, I think, but it better have all the fucking sex. Right? I, I want to be dripping down my lips because like <laughs> I don't want this. This is bland. This I'm, is... I'm getting you adult diapers. <laughs> no, just give me vibrating panties and I'll be no, good. No, because then why? the floor will be wet. My panties would be wet. They would catch it. The fabric.
0: Like your panties can hold that much moisture. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's going to be Niagara Falls. And, okay. <laughs> okay. Would you recommend this book? I would. I would just understand the triggers, what this book really entails. Um, and if you have ever dealt with domestic violence, if it's ever been in your household or anywhere near you just be prepared because it triggered me pretty hard so it very well could trigger you and I was not prepared for that I went into this thinking I was going to be okay and for the second time or the first time the first time both times both times I thought it was going to be okay but I read it at two different points in my life when I read it the first time I was masking how I felt in my current relationship I didn't I lied to myself for Mm -hmm. years like that I was happy and that everything was okay and so when I first read it it triggered me from my experience from my parents Mm -hmm. when I read it a second time I have already been through my breakup I have healed from that um And I'm still understanding the effects that that relationship had on me. I think that's going to take me some time, which you don't know your triggers until they happen. Um, But when I read it the second time, it triggered me for a completely different reason because... I have gone through different instances in that relationship, um, different abuse types, different aspects of it. But I resonated with what she said about becoming a fucking statistic and understanding her mom and that. So it was harder for me. Yeah. This one is, this book is just kind of tore my life up. I've had anxiety all week from reading it. Yeah. And I think that's been the hardest thing for me is going through it again. I honestly feel like the second one is going to be
0: pretty hard too, because I feel like it's going to be Lily really overcoming her triggers and
1: Mm.
0: like being able to give herself fully over to act without like still having those triggers for I
1: yes we'll see because i just of us really hope it. it's a lot of sex and babies and marriage me too because if not I, I don't know if i'm gonna be okay in the next two weeks See so you might have a shit show at work <laughs> my spicy disaster box is coming out man <laughs> it's coming out man would you recommend it i would Sorry. yes if you
0: like to suppress your emotions though like me if you are unhealthy <laughs> mentally then probably don't read it Go watch, like, something funny. You're fucked up, my friend. I know. (laughs) I've been going to therapy, too. I've gone twice. I have another appointment tomorrow. Look at you go. But I don't like to cry,
1: and this book made me cry, but it is a good book. Yes. So I think at this one, we want to give... If you know anybody in domestic violence, if you're in a domestic violence situation and you need help and you don't feel like you can tell your family, they do have domestic violence hotlines, so I'm going to read that one and then... You can go with the suicide one. So, the domestic violence hotline is 800 799 and 7233. If you're in the situation, please do not be embarrassed by your situation. These things happen and they are out of your control, and there is nothing to be embarrassed about. If you need the help, there are people, advocates, everything to help you in the support. So that's, this is a touchy subject and a heartfelt one for me. So Um, in the book, we didn't mention um, when Ryle was,
0: no, when Atlas Atlas was leaving to go into the military, he told Lily that the night he went to the house was to kill himself. And he saw her in the window and it really, this is the first time he'd felt something and she really saved him. So this book does touch on suicide. So we also want to provide the suicide prevention um, hotline. Um, If you're, having dark thoughts, if you are depressed, if you're going through anything, You can call this number to reach out for help. Advocates, the phone number is 800-273-8255. Or you can text 988 for help. And please reach out because your life is worth it.
1: Yeah. Can I just say this is a heavy fucking episode? (laughs) This was not like our normal one. And we wanted to release this in October because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, Just with everything we weren't able to. But hopefully next week is funnier and hopefully we can get back to our sexual banter because fuck (laughs) this was rough this was rough we can end it on what I did at work this week you can tell that story. Let's give it. Here's a funny, guys, because this was rough. This was hard. Here you go. Here's a funny. OK, so at work, we had a new doctor start. <laughs> he's not very he's nice. He's not very nice. He's like a grumpy old Donald. Is it Donald Sutherland? It's Keith. Keith. Kiefer Sutherland. Keith. <laughs> Keith Sutherland. <laughs> Kiefer
0: Sutherland's, Sutherland's dad. dad. He looks just like him. It's insane. And he talks like him, too. Yeah, but he's just a prick. He. I don't like him. But mm, bad juju. A, yesterday was his second day <laughs> and I'm outside reading and I had gotten to the chapter where I was like oh shit I think this is like the third big domestic violence situation yeah. that's gonna happen I don't want to read this at work so I need to go ask Corey if this is where it is because she had already passed it okay. so I come inside and I go up front and she's not up there and our co-worker I'm like where's Corey?" she's like she's in the bathroom I'm like okay cool so I go back to the employee bathroom I put my face as close to the door as I can pinch it off. I have a question for you. And I turn around and Corey walks around the corner and I'm like, who the fuck's in the bathroom? <laughs> in the bathroom? Corey's like, you won't believe what I just did. And I was like, who's in the bathroom? She's like, Dr. I'm not going to say his name. to And I was like, no. She's like, I literally started crying laughing. I dropped to the floor. was bending over. She's like, what you did can't be worse than what I did. And I was like, bet. She's like, door was cracked. I had to pee. I walked in and he was brushing his teeth and we made awkward eye contact and he's like, I'm brushing them good. And she's like, uh, okay, bye. And walks out. And I'm like, bro. I thought you were in there. I just walked
1: up and told him to pinch it off. Because I have a question for him. I hope he doesn't. I hope he didn't hear you. I hope oh that he, he's just past the point. I went to the doctor that I worked for. I'm like, I'm fired. He was I'm like, dying. he looked at both of us and was like, we can't take you anywhere. I'm like, hey, we're free entertainment, though. Like, you can't pay me to entertain you. I'm funny. <laughs> at least we have a good time at work and it's not this boring. Well, I could not look <laughs> him in the eyes the rest of the I day, hope so. to God that he says something
0: to you. <laughs> Don't. I'm going to be like, I told you that I had to to pinch off the saline bag because it was (laughs) leaking everywhere and I had a question for you. Cindy, the
1: TV's TV's leaking. (laughs) okay Okay, guys so we are going to be releasing our episodes bi-weekly so we'll keep you updated for upcoming episodes on our instagram and tiktok so give us a follow at smutsluts.book podcast and next time we'll be reviewing it starts with us by colleen hoover also we do have a youtube channel if
0: you want to watch us interact while we record our episode you can subscribe to our channel at smutsluts period book podcast
1: no spacing and thank you guys so much for listening keep a kinky smuts we'll see you next time